Hello, my name's Bill Turnbull, and uh, I'm here on a podcast called It's Time to Talk, because it is time to talk about very serious things that we're going through at the moment. And this has all been arranged by a wonderful woman called Liz Pryor, who's joining me today. She set up a charity called the Anne Robson Trust. Hello, Liz. Hi, Bill. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you all right this morning? Thank you yeah. so much for doing this. That's all right. So tell us, why do you want to set up the, this podcast? What's the point of it? Well, I think what we, what we do, the Anne Robson Trust was set up a couple of years ago in memory of my mum, and uh, who sadly died in 2010. Um, what we do is we work with NHS hospitals uh, to set up teams of butterfly volunteers who sit with people who are in the last few days of life. Lots of those people don't have anybody any family to sit with them. So, so we provide company and companionship for them. Um, in these days of ghastliness that we're having at the moment, unfortunately the butterfly volunteers can't go into hospital because as we all know, no, no visitors are allowed, which is just awful. So we've been trying as a charity to think of different ways of addressing the situation. And we've had lots of people on social media asking us, why do we need to talk? What is it we need to talk about? What what's what do we need to include? Because if you don't know what you don't know, do you? And most of us don't talk about death and dying very much, obviously. So, so you're really so, talking about having a conversation with people now before they have to go into hospital. In fact, possibly before they even fall ill. Yeah, yes. Because that's the time that you can have clarity with things. You know, you can you can talk to your family, you can put your plans in place and then you can put them away at, you know, basically preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. So how would you go about this? Cause a lot of people would feel squeamish and they'd say, Oh, well, I don't really want to talk about death. Cause if I talk about death and serious illness, that makes it more likely to happen. Lots of people think that. So, so lots of the work that we do um, supporting people who are dying, we, we run workshops and we do all sorts of bits and pieces. And people often say to us, you know, we, we don't want to talk about death because we think it'll make it to happen. But, you know, it, well, I'm testament to the fact that it doesn't because I talk about it quite a lot. But also I think it's the, it's the, the one inevitable thing, isn't it? We're all going to die. And we need to strike, start sort of dispelling the myths around it and making it not that sort of scary thing in the corner that no one talks about and see if we can we can open the conversations and you know it's not everyone will want to do it and it's not something you can force really if someone doesn't want to have a conversation about it you know, what they could do is is write down their wishes and put them somewhere safe and private no one needs to see them you know so on our website we're going to we're about to upload a, a something called a my wishes checklist which has all sorts of different stuff on it because you know if you start thinking about it if i went under a bus tomorrow would my husband know my twitter password would he know my bank account details would he know or my kids my daughters would they know how what the netflix password is you know let's let's it, it, those are the things that would be incredibly annoying obviously they'd be it, it would be much more annoying that i'd died but these are the <laughs> sort of practical <laughs> but these are the i think i think it's actually probably slightly more than annoying you know i think annoying well, is probably you know what i mean people yes, go oh yes Liz, why did she have to die we don't know how to get on the netflix account <laughs> <laughs> but you know you can get the gist anyway yeah i do uh, i was good because i was going to say what kind of wishes but i think people have deeper thoughts about it i mean particularly now at this time if hospital treatment is required 
and I, you have to yeah. go in the hospital, you know, what are your wishes then? And what are your options then actually? Because people aren't really aware. And if you are a certain age, 70 or over, this becomes a very, very important issue. Mm, it's very frightening, isn't it? And I think in this series, Bill, you're going to be talking to people who are much better placed to, to answer those questions about what happens in hospital and, and what your options are. But, you know, I think, I think that your, the decision-making process, if you go to hospital, is, is pretty much taken away from you in these days because the clinicians will decide what's best for you and where is the best place, you know, what treatment you need. However, that there are situations where it may be that if you're very elderly or you have been unwell and you, know, you don't want to go and have invasive treatments in hospital because let's face it, if you go into ITU and you are ventilated, it's extremely invasive and very, very, takes quite a long time to get over if you, if you do come through, which lots of people are. Yeah. It's a, it's a very invasive procedure to be ventilated and it takes a long time to get better from it. And it, you know, it may be that you decide you don't want to go to hospital and you'd rather stay at home and, and have your final days at home and you don't want that invasive treatment. So, you know, I think these are just conversations and, and things that people need to be thinking about, really. Yeah. And there is then there's always the big question over resuscitation and the big DNR, do not resuscitate yeah. controversy. Yeah. And it is hugely helpful if people can have a think about that in advance and work out what they want to do. Yes, yes, it is. And I think I think the terminology of do not resuscitate sounds like they're just going to, you know, if something happens to you, you're just going to be left to die. And that's not the case at all. You know, I think I think some of these things are called things that sound much more alarming than they than they are. It allows people to be cared for at the end of their life without invasive treatment. Basically, a DNAR means, I think I'm right in saying, that your if your heart stops beating, the clinicians looking after you won't try and restart it. It doesn't mean that if you get a horrible infection, you can't have antibiotics or you can't be treated uh, to, to affect that. So it means if your heart stops beating, they won't bring you back again. Yeah. Um, who, who do you want to get the message out to with this podcast, Liz? You know, we have lots of followers and lots of people that, that support our work. And uh, we wanted to get a message out to them and out, also out to the broader population of uh, people across the country that actually talking about death and dying is sounds really dramatic and scary. But actually, if you have courage to have the conversations, it's probably not going to be as bad as you think. And actually, people in these days of, of lockdown and awful things on the news and, you know, you, all you have to do is turn the radio on and you hear COVID-19 within a few seconds, don't you? Mm. I imagine that lots of people are isolating on their own or, or with their husband of, of 50 odd years or, you know, and it's a really, really frightening situation to be in. Something people can do practically is, is have these conversations. And, and I think that will help their loved ones if the worst happens. It will help them because they will know that they've made plans if the worst happens. It's just a practical thing people can do now. Mm. And we're all sitting here going, well, what can, what can we do for ourselves? What can we do for our loved ones? Well, I think you can certainly do this. If you don't feel you can have the conversation, you can quietly, on in your own time, you know, in a private corner, write things down. Yeah, because I mean, I would say, again, I would say, from a, a, a personal perspective, as someone with an incurable 
disease. It is actually quite enlightening and in some ways comforting to talk about death because uh, it is, is, it is going to happen to us all. And to some yeah. of us, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And it's a pretty big thing. So it's, it's important to be aware of, of what's about to, to happen and you know, to be aware of what, you're, what you want to happen around it. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy a new house, move into a new house without looking at it first, would you? You know, we, all these <laughs> relatively no. minor decisions we take a lot of trouble over. But one of the biggest yeah. things the biggest thing that is going to happen to us in our lives at the end of it, we shy away from. And I would say to people, look, we you know, just stick our head if you approach it and, and examine it and talk about it, it's, it's mm. a lot less difficult. Yeah. And, you know, we speak to a lot of people who say, you know, when my mum died, I, I had to second guess what she wanted. I didn't know if she wanted to be buried or cremated. I didn't know what music she might like at her funeral. I didn't know if she wanted me to ask her brother who she hasn't spoken to for 20 years to come to it, I didn't know. So I had to make all these decisions and it was made everything so much harder because I wasn't sure I'd got it right. I wasn't sure I'd done what she would have wanted me to do. And how easy would it have been for her, this person's mother to just jot those things down on a bit of paper? Yeah, that's a very good point. And it would, you know, it's as simple as that really. It doesn't have yeah. to be complicated. No. Now, who, who are we talking to on the podcast after your glorious self? Well, I'm hoping that you're going to be talking to some really interesting people. So we've got um, Professor Nancy Fontaine, who is a co-patron of the Anne Robson Trust with you, or Good Self Bill, um, who is the chief nurse at the Norfolk and Norwich NHS Trust, which is a huge hospital in Norwich. Um, and she's he very very generously giving a bit of her time to us to to talk to you because she's as you can imagine extremely busy at the moment um we've also got nick hume who's the chief executive of uh, east suffolk and north essex nhs trust which is covers ipswich and colchester hospitals um so i think his his take on this will be very very interesting uh, we've also got dr catherine mannix who's a, a very well-known uh, palliative care consultant and author of a wonderful book called With the End in Mind. And if, if you or anybody listening hasn't read that, I would highly recommend. It's a, it's a very good read. And we've got some other, all sorts of other um, interesting people in the pipeline that I can't say yet because I'm not no. quite sure whether they're going to do it. Well, that's plenty to be going on with, Liz. And I think these people will have some really good advice and information and guidance as to what people need to do and what's best for them from here. So I'm looking forward very much to doing it. Thank you, Bill. Well, I'm looking forward to listening. So thank you so much. Liz, thank you very much indeed. And it's not just for doing this, but also for all your amazing work with the Anne Robson Trust. And um, I hope to see you soon. Thanks, Bill. Me too. And uh, soon again, it will be time to talk. See you then. Mm-hmm.